Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. The final horn has sounded. That'll do it. And it's time for the Mark Miller Utah Jazz postgame show with your hosts, Jake Scott and the coach, Tim LaCoe. Jazz win 118-114. to Let's get right downstairs and hear from Coach Hardy. So we're trying to give him some space similar to how we play with Colin sometimes. Of just You don't bring a screen. You just let them play one-on-one with space, and they have the ability to put pressure on the rim. Um, you know, Tech had 15 points that were very important. And Micah Potter, who we have not talked about really any this year, um, it's been on a two-way the whole season. He is as professional a young player as I've ever been around. Um, stays ready, knows the game plan, is locked in, cheering for his teammates, yelling out the defense on the bench every game that he's here. He hasn't gotten a ton of minutes. It's not he plays 21 minutes and gets a double-double. Um, showed the ability to shoot, which is not a surprise to any of us that have been around him this year or followed the G League. But... Um, you know, so happy for him to come in and step up and get the win. Um, I think to the question that was asked pregame about feeling full circle in this building this year, now it feels a little more full circle. You kind of get the improbable win at the end of the year as well. Um, I'm just, I'm, I'm really proud of the guys and can't stress enough how hard it is to maintain the focus when everybody's telling you that these games don't matter. You look at what Ochai did in terms of his offense, a lot of his stuff was timely. Like he keyed the, the big first quarter spurt for you guys, and then when you rallied in the fourth quarter, he had the big baskets and that decisive run. Can you just what, – what stands out about him in those moments where he just was able to deliver in the clutch? Yeah, I think we've talked some this year about Ochai's played in a lot of big games. You know, he played four years at Kansas, and – he won a national championship, was most outstanding player in the Final Four. Like He's played in big pressure games. Um, he just hasn't done it yet in the NBA. And so I think it's it's great to see him in those settings. You know, the goal is for him to be in playoff games moving forward and to be in those types of environments. But, um, you know, coming down the end of a game, as a young player and having the ball in your hands and having the ability to make decisions, like you cannot simulate that in practice. We try our best as coaches to put guys in situations to replicate some of that, and just nothing will ever compare to what it feels like in an NBA arena, especially this one um, coming down the stretch. And so uh, I'm, I'm really glad that he got the experience, and then it's awesome to see him deliver. 
There you go. Jazz head coach Will Hardy as the Jazz win tonight over the Nuggets, uh, 118 to 114. What a what a plucky win for the Jazz being extraordinarily shorthanded coach, missing virtually all of their rotational players. And uh, they get a great performance from Ochai. Uh, Shamanich has a great night. Ochai, by the way, had a career high 28 points tonight on 10 of 25 shooting. And the Jazz win. And we actually didn't get fooled. We, we were on the side that... Hey, they just might right down to the wire, and they just might find a way to win. They did. So I think that we learned from kind of the experience of this team. It's really kind of been rinse and repeat, play really hard, certainly ultimately prepared. Uh, and guys like Potter, they, you know, Coach talked about, don't see a lot of them, but he's in there simulating the other team's defense all year long. So for him to come out have a great night, really, really cool. Double-double tonight for Micah Potter. How about that? Ten points. 10 rebounds, 4 of 7 shooting. He did it in just 21 minutes. And the Nuggets, by the way, did not close with their guys, but their uh, starters played plenty of minutes tonight. Aaron Gordon had 28 minutes. Uh, The Joker, 27. Murray, 28. Contavious Caldwell-Pope, 29. Uh, And Denver lost. I mean, I I was surprised. When we saw in the pregame Denver was was playing their guys and the Jazz obviously were going to be limited, I thought, well, you know, here's a tune-up for the Nuggets for the playoffs, and no, that's not how it turned out. And the the Nuggets tonight were a 10-point favorite, a double-digit favorite, which rightfully so. Uh, but again, it speaks to the type of, and Will kind of threw this quote in there toward the end, and I loved it. Um, you know, these guys are being told, quote-unquote, these games don't matter. But we've talked all year long about being able to stack up reps and be able to play against the best players in the world. Well, these young guys tonight went out and did just that. They played against a team who basically won the West this year. And, you know, our two guys that watch a lot of hoop feel like they could be one of the two teams that win it out of the West. And the Jazz played them toe-to-toe. So, again, it's that culture. It's that belief. And it's really that theory, next man up. And we've seen it all. It doesn't matter who's in, who's out. This team plays hard. All right, we've got to get the word out. The Chick-fil-A foul shot uh, promotion was activated tonight. Those in attendance at tonight's game receive free chicken if they claim their reward on the Chick-fil-A app before they left the arena. So we're hoping uh, to to get to the scattered few still uh, here at the arena listening to the postgame. Make sure you get that location on so you can get that uh, that free chicken courtesy of Peyton Watson, who missed two free throws in the fourth quarter. Thank you very kindly, Peyton. And since you said that, I'm watching traffic over your shoulder and people are flipping a Yui. I think once you leave, you're done. So got to go get that and, location yeah, on. Just go ahead and uh, this time, you're going you're gonna to have to go and get no chicken. We have not seen that promotion activated that much this year. So last home game, glad they got that, uh, that puppy going. Saturday afternoon, Jazz are out, uh, mathematically out of the playoffs. And I had tickets, one of the only games I sat in the bowl tonight. And I looked up, and the entire place was packed. Such a tribute to, you know, this team, Team 49. And you got Arby's through the Jazz app, double whammy, because uh, the Jazz scored 118 tonight. Yeah, don't say we don't do anything for you. We, we look out for all y'all. We're hooking you up with free food left and right. That's what we do. All right, with that, we'll say goodnight to our network stations. Our next broadcast is coming your way tomorrow afternoon as the Jazz take on the Lakers in Game 82. 
For those of you sticking around with us, we'll have more post-game sound for you. We'll continue to break this one down. Jazz beat the Nuggets 118-114. to 114. You're listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. The final horn has sounded. That'll do it. And it's time for the Mark Miller Utah Jazz post-game show with your hosts, Jake Scott and the coach, Tim LaCoe. Jazz postgame, Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe. Postgame brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share MarkMillerSubaru.com. Jazz beat the Nuggets this afternoon, 118 to 114. And, uh, coach, let's talk a little bit about a few of the standouts tonight. Uh, let's start with Ochai Obashi, 28 points. Career high for him, 10 of 25, shooting 3 of 11 from 3. Three boards, three assists as well. Hit a couple of very clutch free throws down the stretch to boot. Yeah, Ochai, I think is he personifies uh, and is a great story kind of as an example of the development of individual players during the season. But watched him do things tonight so comfortably against, as we talked about, a great team, and their team was out there. Um, <coughs> excuse me, it was his things he did the dunk, how about the dunk in the first uh, half that he got fouled on as well, but no call. Uh, it, but it's his plays off the bounce. You know, we first got broke in. It was hopefully getting spacing enough to get a kick corner three. And his game has really flowered. But to Will's point, um, played in big games. And when you and I did the draft last year and he was drafted, that's what I talked about. I went back I was in the notes. I looked about Ochai. That guy – has been in big games that matter. He played in a you know a, a league that they dominate. It's the best league in the country, and he was a big reason why. So winning and getting better and uh, making an improvement is you know part of his nature. So it's been a, a great fit, and I think Ochai has been one of the great stories this year. Just a review. All right, um, the Donovan Mitchell trade in the summer. Uh, the Jazz move on from Donovan and, of course, move on from Rudy. Uh, they did that first. But here's what the Jazz received in return. And I'll start with the picks. 2025 first-round pick, 2026 pick swap, 2027 first-round pick, 2028 pick swap, 2029 first-round pick. The players the Jazz received in return, Colin Sexton, Lowry Markinen, Ochai Obaji. Now, Donovan's having a great year, and the Cavs are in fourth in the East, and, and I like them to win at least a series in the Eastern Conference playoffs, and Donovan deserves a ton of credit, and I hope he makes All-NBA this year. But man, the Jazz, those are three key pieces, including an All-Star, and we haven't even gotten to the picks. So that's a nice trade for both sides. That's truly a win-win. And, and to the Jazz credit, like nobody knew – um, or, you know, we, we knew who these guys were coming into the draft, but we didn't know what they could translate into. And I'm looking at just the track record this year of Ochai, and I think people should listen to this because, you know, guys don't just show up and, and it happens. He In the month of November, Ochai played, played nine minutes total in the month of November and did not score a basket. And then you fast forward to seeing what he's doing. You know, I'm looking through, and it really was – he starts gaining some traction about mid-January is where he starts gaining traction. And, you know, he was able to do little things, get some confidence, but he spoke about it a bunch. G League helped. Coach Morrison down there. The plan they had for him was awesome. But the key cog was he kept showing up every single day, and I think that's how you get better. 
And when the door opened, he was ready. He was ready to go because he had been doing all these little things. We've, we've seen that story. Uh, we, we saw that story with Taylor Horton Tucker, too. Uh, and I know Taylor didn't play today, but when the door opened for him, he was ready to go. And we remember he was uh, battling for third-string point guard minutes with Nah uh, early in the season. And, you know, door opens, he, he walks through it. Chris Dunn gets signed to a, uh, a 10-day deal. You know, I'm sure he uh, was was anxious for another opportunity in the NBA. And what happens when he gets it? Uh, he he nails it tonight. Done. Nineteen points, fourteen assists, eight rebounds. He wasn't even in the no, league. Dude's on the street. Yeah, he's out. You know, whatever. He's just not in the NBA. He's doing something else. So whatever that personality trait is, you know, guys that are going to bide their time and work hard and be ready to go when their number's called. Whatever that personality trait is, somebody with the Jazz. Maybe it's Jay Z. Maybe it's Danny Ainge. Maybe it's you know whomever is uh, is is good at spotting it. Well, and yeah, I, I think that that it needs to be really a point we drive home. It's not, you know, these guys, and I remember there were a lot of upset people, you know, saying we got Lowry Markkinen as a key piece of this deal, you know, and and you you let this franchise get their hands on these guys, and again, the key to Will's success is I think is his ability to get down in the trenches with these guys and really earn it. You know, the relationships aren't faux; there's real. And, and they're meaningful, and he tells them the truth. Um, but then the other thing, he, d- he didn't put anybody in a box this year. I think he let his assistant coaches grow. But as you look down that bench, from the beginning of the season, he was closing games with different players. That's so out of the norm in the NBA, but again, stretching boundaries. Yeah, and this was a great year to do it and figure out what works for him. Probably, you know, you know more about coaching than I do, but figure out what works for him as a head coach. Try a few things. A few things work, a few things don't. You know, figure out who you're going to be going forward. I'm sure it was valuable for him as a coach. I think, honestly, if somebody asked me all the time, like, what is it that makes a coach a great coach? And, you know, you think about guys who are you know, tacticians and ultimate, you know, or people 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 like my you know that was kind of my thing i was a people person and so recruiting you know i I really got close to people and whether they chose us or not i still get texts in fact i had a conversation last night kid who played for us and left our program but the family and i've maintained friendships over the years because they're meaningful so i think you got guys like that but ultimately regardless of what you are people understand authenticity and you you know you got a lot of people out there trying to be somebody they're not or trying to be the guy they worked for for 20 years I think what Will's honed in on early in his career is he took the best of everything, and then he's a smart guy. He trusts his gut, and I think his gut's pretty darn good. Oh, no doubt about it, or at least it would appear so. So far, he's off to a good start. There's there's no doubt about it. Uh, let's get to the Master of the Glass, Coach, brought to you by Safe Flight Auto Glass, proud to present this year's Master of the Glass rebound program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Flight will donate $5 to a charitable organization for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader. I was just trying to look this up on the, the master of the glass race. If, uh, <clears throat> if it's close, let's see total rebounds this year. That'll be interesting. Actually. Walker Kessler is going to win it. Good. He's got uh 650, no, excuse me, 620 total rebounds this year. The next closest is Lowry at 570. Neither one of those guys played tonight, obviously. Uh, and then after that, coach, it goes to the clinic, Kelly Olenek at uh, at 415. So it looks like Walker's 620 is going to hold up. But 
Uh, tonight's Master of the Glass, Doke. Good job, Doke. Doke with 11 boards, 8 points in 30 minutes, 3 of 4 from the field, 2 of 3 from the line. However, uh, runner-up is Micah Potter, who had 10 rebounds to go along with his 10 points tonight. Uh, grabbed 10 boards in 21 minutes. Uh, there's a guy uh, who's taken advantage of his opportunity. And to have Coach call, call your name uh, after the game and say, you know, one of the best profes He's been around a lot of pros. One of the best professionals he's ever been around. The guy shows up every day. He's a reason why we were able to do what we did. Um, and, I, and I like, too, the other piece that Coach Hardy talked about in his just right after the game was um, he talked about this team that everybody on the team, regardless of your lot in, in the league, you're on the team, you know, whether you're a two-way guy. And I think that matters. And I think that spoke to why chemistry was so good in there. There was a, there was a great mutual respect among guys. All right, Jazz win tonight over the Nuggets, 118-114. to 114. Post game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent. It was senseless. And I will never understand it. I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. For Subaru customers, Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. MySubaruIs.com. More straight ahead. You're listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. Running up, blocked it. The final box score is printed. Jake Scott and the coach Tim Lacombe are breaking down how it all happened. On the Mark Miller Utah Jazz postgame show. Oh my! Jazz postgame. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share. MarkMillerSubaru.com. Jazz win 118 114 over the Denver Nuggets. Man, I just not. Uh, you know what? One late regular season game in the NBA didn't mean a whole lot, but coming away not so impressed with the Nuggets tonight. Yeah, they actually are what I think they are, and I think they're a really good team. I think they have one of the – man, it would go down as one of the legendary players in the history of the game in terms of the numbers he puts up. Uh, Jokic, just being able to watch him tonight, his pass, uh, the pass that personifies him is that long length of the court passes – for most people, it's they jump up in the air and they try to launch it to somebody to save it. But he kind of peeks over his shoulder as the ball's coming and sees he's got a trailer right behind him. So he sells out to it and just bounces it behind him. And the dude, I don't remember who it was, uh, grabs it and dunks it. I think it was Porter Jr. Porter Jr., yes, yeah. that's who it was. So, And I just, you know, my buddy's with me tonight. I lean over and I said, like, that's that right there, you can't teach it. You know, you could say, hey, uh, you got to think about this stuff when you're out there. No, that's just all next level. 
and that's just one play, but he does so many different things on the offensive end. But get him in ball screen, you know, it's kind of, you know, not the same type of situation, but they have a flaw in the half court defensively, and that's what the that's what the playoffs are all about. Yeah, I don't know. But the West is wide open, so maybe we're we're discounting the Nuggets a little bit too easily because I don't know, you know, the days of the Warriors and everybody else in the Western Conference is that's obviously not what this year is all about. Even LeBron is going to be in a play-in scenario. You know, you don't have that monster team that uh, is just waiting to swallow everybody up. So maybe maybe Denver does have the ability to win a couple of rounds, but I tend to think they're flawed. I tend to agree with that. I If and I'm going to put my hat, you know, hang my hat somewhere, it's going to be a team that's got a better presence defensively and still has an offensive firepower, you know. And we've seen those teams. Those are the teams that do well in playoffs. All right, uh, let's get to some post-game sound, shall we? Let's throw it down to the locker room. It's time to hear from Ochai Obaji. Over the season, we've talked a lot about your progress and everything. How much of that is actually a credit to Will? Um, I, think, I think really all of it. Or I would say, yeah, I would say all of it because, you know, without him putting me in the position, him trusting me to do those things and him seeing, I mean, him physically seeing me do all the work and hear about the work, um, then he wouldn't give me the chance or give me the opportunity to do it. So uh, it is big. You know. We hear that this game is meaningless and we're a lot of outside people. What does it mean to you guys? It means a lot. I think, you know, every night we get the chance to, to go out and compete and get the chance to win, then, you know, we're, we're going to go out and, and do it to the best of our ability. So, A lot of rookies, when they struggle, have a really tough time bouncing back, and you didn't play great on Thursday, but you were really good tonight. What's that mentality? Really just really just the approach. Um, the same way I approached last game is the same way I approached this game, and uh, I try to stay consistent with that same approach and, um, you know, how, where I'm going to get my shots, how I'm going to get my shots, and, and just being overall aggressive. So, Coach Hardy, you mentioned that you had a lot of experience in Kansas playing in pressure back situations and tight games. How does that translate that best experience to the NBA level? Because obviously it's a whole different ballgame. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have a lot less games, in, uh, obviously, in college. And, you know, those those moments mean a lot more than, than I guess, these moments, too, with all these games. So, um, and you get a lot more. I feel like you get a lot more here in the NBA. You get a lot more experience in those times. Um, so being, you know, going down the stretch, making those plays, uh, just really, just really, just being focused, being locked in for those uh, particular plays and all the stuff that was called for me. Any extra emotions this being the last home game? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's a, it's been a great season. Um, it's it, it's nice to have my family and all my uh, family and friends there uh, to see that night and. Um, obviously, playing against CB in the last game was was cool too. So, do you feel like this season has gone by really fast or really long or both? Some parts it goes by fast. Some parts it depends. It depends how you look at it. Um, I always kind of see it, or not not that I see it now, but like now that I'm getting to the end of the season, I see how it's broken up, kind of with like trade deadline and All Star break, or there's kind of just these little um, stoppages in in the season. So that's kind of how you break it up. Um, I don't think it's that long looking at that that way. Who's here for you tonight? Um, my so my whole family, my mom, my dad, my sister. Uh, my uncle's there, and then my girlfriend and her family was there too. So. Is that just because the last game, or anything else special? No, I just, I just feel well. I just feel like after last game, I just felt like I, you know, had to kind of show them something a little bit more. So yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Well, what happened on that inbound after the tip? 
um, where you gave it to Krista. Oh, not supposed to. I yeah, no, you're not. You can't hand the ball because something I was out of bounds. So I was just like, okay, like, weird way to start <laughs> off the game. It was like weird way to start off the game, but it was it was fine. It was, was it like playing? You know, now you've had a whole season playing in front of this crowd. Amazing, amazing. I mean, you, you. This is our last game of the season. We're not even going to make the playoffs, and you see how loud it is out there. Like that's all you got. That's all you got to say. I mean, even like Denver was shocked how loud it was. Like this being the last game, this being a, a Saturday game at one thirty. So shows a lot about the fans. Um, really does. I, mean, I appreciate that. And the team does too. Got to echo that last part, Coach Lacombe. Shout out to the fans. We talked about this a bit in the pregame show, but you know, you look around the league at uh, teams that are that are rebuilding or or not going to make the playoffs or whatever. However, you want to kind of set the set the bar, and uh, it's not environments like we saw today. <laughs> we saw consistently throughout the year the the fans, and and you know what, the Jazz put out an exciting uh, brand of home basketball for the fans this year. Really, the games were so so good. And it's an easy team to kind of cheer for because they try hard. You can never never have been really able to question the effort this year. Yeah, there was not a whole lot of talk of anything other than just on the court trying to get better. And um, I think the fans, like you said, realized that the fight in this team from an early that early point in the season. But as the as the team kind of changed and morphed between different faces and guys moving in and out of the lineup and trades. I think the constant was that that they that effort was always there. So the crowd, most nights were in here, were and the games were close, so they were great. The crowds yeah. were phenomenal, and again, my hats off to the crowd too. Jazz Nation's really powerful, and um, you know I'm on the Twitter machine and I made a bunch of new friends out there. But it is, you know, these people are passionate about this, and I I'm telling you, I'm so excited because the future is so bright to me out there right now. It's it's akin to the snow, you know, when these days where the sun finally comes out and it blasts across the snow and it reflects back in your eyes. That's how this, to me, this is what the jazz future looks like. And it's now we've kind of gotten through this phase. Season's got one game left, but the offseason is going to be a blast to cover. Then the other thing he said, how this year had gone by quickly. And I, I've talked to enough uh, players that have been rookies in the NBA to, to know that that, there's no way that's true for a rookie because to go from playing 30 games, 30, uh, what, 32, 33 games at the most in college to going to an 82 game season is a slog for, uh, for most rookies. Yeah. I, I get, it's like when I ran a marathon, I ran one and only one. Uh, but everybody told me, save your energy, you know, don't blow out too much in the beginning. And I got this, I've been training. Right. But you never necessarily run the whole thing. And it was St. George and the start of it's coming out of a canyon. So you're downhill Uh and it's beautiful. And I was cooking. I remember looking down. I was in the fives, you know, just sailing. Oh, yeah. And I and I hit the wall like these guys do. You know, you talked about game 30. It's probably game 40. And we saw them go through it. Fontecchio did. Kessler did all of them. And yeah, you I would imagine, though, that locker room made it a fun environment. And, And when you're around fun guys, care that that does make time go a little faster and which i got more of an opportunity later on in the year so that probably helped that uh, got a few more minutes looks uh, and fit in well i mean i think more than proved that that he can take up a spot in the rotation going forward for this jazz club if not more and yeah all's well that ends well and he definitely is is trending uh he's trending up and 
certainly in, from the beginning of the season when I talked about his minutes and there were people that are questioning how good he really was. You know, I think uh, he's going to do just fine. He's going to be fine. Yeah, yeah he's going to be all right. He and Walker Kessler both. Yep, length, strength, uh, know-how, and want to. All those things are pretty good qualities to have, and they all have them. Man, it's it's amazing how much flexibility and, and how many options the Jazz are going to have going forward. And, you know, the more players that, that prove out that you've got them right here on this roster, the better, and that gives you even more assets to go after other things that, that might be a little bit more expensive if you get my drift. Um, you know, the front office has got to love that. And they're great at their jobs. Like, I've been so impressed. The talent that keeps showing up. Um, you know, we got to watch uh, Luke, our, our version of Luca. Uh, toward the end of the season on Shamanich. Shamanich. And he was great. And, and I'll yeah, tell you 23 what, points tonight. Sitting down there next to the floor, man, he looks the part. I wouldn't necessarily want to try to stop him from doing what he wanted to do. So they're getting big guys, but what's the key component? They can all shoot it. You know, they can all shoot it. And that's, we know that's where the NBA is trending. Positionless play where everybody's, or everybody's a threat. Don't have to hide anybody. Correct. Yep. All right, the Jazz win 118 to 114 over the Denver Nuggets. Post game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. MySubaruIs.com. We'll have more post game for you straight ahead. You are listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. Running hook, blocked it. The final box score is printed. Jake Scott and the coach Tim Lacombe are breaking down how it all happened on the Mark Miller Utah Jazz postgame show. Oh, my! Jazz postgame, Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe. Postgame is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at MarkMillerSubaru.com. What'd I miss? Coach, no, coach is making just, funny faces at Jamil. What no, I miss? Are you I guys was, making fun of me? No, when you were saying my name, I was acting as though we had an audience, and I was like at the All Star game. Okay. I was just. I said your forward. name right though, because I, I think yes. I messed up your name a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I've never heard you say my name wrong. So no, I did because it was a funny one. I can't remember what it you was. Did? But yeah, it was something. I shouldn't start trying. I don't think it was comb nonsense words on the air. Comb la Tim, but I I can't remember. I can't remember what it was. I, Hank can say Tim. I say, what's my name? What's Papa's name? He said, Tim Lacombe. Really? Oh, yeah. He's got it down. That's hilarious. How funny is that? Yeah, what a cute have the wife's brains. What a cute kid. Man, being a, bringing in a, grand, a grandpa is a good look on you. Well, it is the one thing in my, well, one of a few, but things that's not, that wasn't overhyped. Because everybody always tells you, don't they? Oh, you're going to love being a grandpa. Uh-huh. And I'd look at him like, first of all, I'm going to hate it. To be old, and second of all, I'm gonna not like it because kids are hard. Yeah, that was my experience growing. I love my kids, but it was hard. It was it was challenging. And no, it's it's all joy. I it's all you. the joy. Joy. All the non joy goes home. Yes, it's, with the parents. Yes, it's all that stuff. <laughs> taking them to the dock, all that stuff. But they, they just come to your house and they want a sucker and they want to play. Race cars, hey, I got I got all day for that. Well, just uh, Coach and I spend a lot of time together, obviously. Uh, Coach Jamil, the, the broadcast assistants, uh, we're just kind of in this box for so many nights a year. And I get to see uh, Coach, uh, the grandpa side, because you uh, – you, you FaceTime, and you even though you're you're afar, you you still find a way to be a good grandpa. So shout out to you. Well, and you the same. Uh, the nightly good night. 
uh, it was it's a thing with the Scott girls, and I will tell you this guy, like I feel like I work with Al Michaels because you're so good. Um, you're just amazing at what you do, and you make everything stay on the rails. But you're a even better dad. Oh man, that's the truth. I'm doing my best. <laughs> you are. You're doing it great. is. You you were mentioning about having kids. It's hard. It is hard, man. Nobody told me that. Everybody said, you should have kids. Go ahead. Never told me how hard it is. But what about that three, <laughs> three o'clock change in the linens in the morning? No, this this job does make for a unique <clears throat> schedule. So sometimes it does uh, create some personal complications. But uh, man, it's the greatest job in the world. Uh, to go along with being the greatest job in the world, being a dad, so got to find a way to make it work. And we just had our first poignant moment of the season. How about, how about that? Uh, the Jazz did win today. They played well. Uh, none, well, I shouldn't say none. That's not fair. But most of their rotational players did not play tonight. Even Kelly Olenek, who played so well the other night. Uh, you know, Colin Sexton, who played after coming back from the hamstring. I mean, the Jazz just did not play. Uh, they're rotational guys tonight, but that allowed uh, Chris Dunn to go out and have 19 points, 14 assists, and eight rebounds. Once again, there, here's another game where you and I are up here just cheering for stats. We want to see that triple-double streak come to an end, going all the way back to Carlos Boozer. I don't want to hear Boozer's name associated with it anymore. And Dunn just two rebounds short. I think he was only two rebounds short. The other night. The other night, mm-hmm. too, right? He and Kelly He's getting close. Both. He's flirting with He's it. He's right there. Say. Love to see him. Finally, knock that off tomorrow, right? Come on, Chris. We just need you to grab two more boards. And let me clarify. I don't want – I love Boozer, so it's nothing against Boozer. I just, I'd just, like us to move off that chapter in history and say, oh, remember when Chris Dunn got one or, um, you know, I guess the other one would be Kelly. Those two guys are the ones that are closest. First of all, that also makes me feel old when people hearken back to the Carlos Boozer era like it was going back to Nixon or something. It's <laughs> like, like, it's Betsy like Ross man. over his shoulder – Showing the flag. I remember those years covering those teams very well. Let's not make it seem like it's. Let's <laughs> not make it seem like it's ancient history. Oh man. Oh. So, uh, but yeah, it would be nice to see that triple double streak uh, come to an end. Chris Dunn's been close a couple times. He needs to grab a couple more boards tomorrow against the Lakers. Unless they retire me, I'm going to stick around till I see a triple double, and then I just may may leave my boots. Sitting right here as soon as they get one. And- well, in all honesty, the, the Quinn Snyder just his, – his offense wasn't conducive to piling up assists. So that whole nine-year period where we didn't have a, a triple-double in the Quinn Snyder era, that shouldn't really surprise us all because the team didn't rack up a bunch of assists in his system. But now we've seen Will Hardy's system is conducive to maybe racking up some assists. But, so maybe that will – will come to an end sooner rather than later. Yeah, it was more downhill play, wasn't it? More pick and roll, downhill, pull up, or paint. Or, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't. You get kick uh, out threes. And, and the year they started making a bunch and taking a bunch, it got a little better. But but, but those assists are random, right? They're not yeah, They're not necessarily focused on one on. player. Yeah, you know, it's you. not John right, that's dumping it into score. Carl mm-hmm. and uh, letting Carl go to work and John gets an easy assist, you know, not that. All John's assists were easy per se, but the, that system was conducive to racking up a bunch of assists. Quinn Snyder's just wasn't. Right. Like Trey Young led the league in total assists this year as he did last year too. I bet you he doesn't next year. Unless Quinn, of course, uh, totally alters what he does. That's actually that would be a good note I'm going to make tonight to look for. Keep an eye on Trey Young's assists I love next your little year. sneaky stuff because you come up with good sneaky stuff. Once in a while. Jamil, he could have coached. I tell him that all the time. That's he's, not true. And he's mean enough because I've seen that side. I mean, that's true he's too. Disciplinary if needed. But, you know, 
My dad used to say even a blind squirrel finds a nut once in a while. You know, I just bring a lot of attention to it when I find one. I should just get a blind. <laughs> anything I've done good in my life is responsible of somebody else. So I should just get a blind squirrel tag and put it on my shirt. Hey, it's fine. I live to the theory of the blind squirrel. But that's that's when you do find that nut, you tell the whole neighborhood about it. Oh, yeah. I share. Yeah, right. Everybody Look what I found. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but maybe now that uh, the different offensive system, maybe we see a, a triple-double because we see those assists uh, pile up a, a little bit more. I mean, Chris Dunn tonight, 14 assists. Boy, he was good. You know, he was plus 20 in the plus-minus, Chris Dunn. 19 points, 14 assists, 8 rebounds, a 6 of 13 shooting, 7 of 8 at the line. What a game. Well, how about, just again, we talk about hustle and effort. Jazz with 59 rebounds. 17 offensive, right? Um, they out-rebound this Nugget team 59-41. to 41. Wow. And oh. you're telling me the Nuggets got it. Well, I guess the game didn't, game didn't mean anything to the Nuggets. Oh, and by the way, this is why you listen to Tim Lacombe at half. You uh, set the bar, I believe, that the Jazz had to have six turnovers or fewer right. in the second half to win. The Jazz had four turnovers in the second half, finishing the game with 16 total turnovers. You have a drum, like a boom. Man, right on the money. Sometimes a blind squirrel finds a nut. How about that? Right on the money. You ever heard that? Uh, the Jazz win 118-114 to 114 over the Denver Nuggets. Post game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. MySubaruIs.com. We'll get uh, the play of the game coming up next. Is it the one I think it's going to be? Yes. So excited. Stay tuned for that. And we'll get Coach Combs final thoughts on this one as well. You are listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. Running up, blocked it. The final box score is printed. Jake Scott and the coach Tim Lacombe are breaking down how it all happened on the Mark Miller Utah Jazz postgame show. Oh, my. Abaji, left side choosing, pump fakes, but works into traffic. Terminates the dribble, nowhere to go. Back to Fontecchio, seven on the clock, deep three swirls out. Jones gets another offensive rebound. Fontecchio slices the lane, rises up and dunked it. Simone with a little linguine on top. Woo! The Ric Flair woo sealed the deal. That might have been my favorite play of the game. Brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships for service, sales, and selection. LHMauto.com, driven by you. You know what? We talked about the rookie wall, things like that. You know who doesn't run into the rookie wall or anything like that? Our dude, David Locke. Second to last game of the year, David, delivering with a Ric Flair woo. We're proud of him. Um, The only thing I think that could top that is if we somehow could get Mike Smith in studio because he likes accents and he's good at them and have him sing Linguini and then edit that over the top. But beyond that, that was a beautiful call. That was. <laughs> All right, uh, Jazz Post Game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share MarkMillerSubaru.com. Jazz win. They beat the Nuggets 118 to 114 and uh basically this ensures Tim that the the Jazz will finish with either the ninth or the 10th best odds 
in the NBA lottery, depending on what exactly happens tomorrow. Uh, I believe with a Jazz win and a Mavericks loss, that could possibly put the Jazz in the 10th spot as opposed to the 9th spot. However, remember, and I'm trying to make sure I get this as uh, accurately as I can because it does change every single day, obviously. The Lakers still have a chance to get into the 6th spot, which is that's where you want to be in the NBA playoffs if you're in the 5 through the 10. If you can get to the 6, that's where you want to be. There's They're a game back of Golden State for that spot. So if you get into the 6, you're going to get Sacramento in the first round. If you are in the 5, you're going to get the Phoenix Suns. And obviously, if you're in the play-in, you're working to face uh, the Grizzlies or the Nuggets. So the 6th is the spot to be. So the Lakers are going to be trying to win tomorrow. How about the... T-Wolves scored 151 today. Yowza. The T-Wolves, by the way, are at 41 and 40. They are in the play-in spot, and it looks like that is where they will stay. Gobert was... They could move up, sorry, to the 8, possibly. Minnesota could? Yeah. Gobert had 10 points and 13 boards in 29 minutes. Mike Conley looked like he shot the ball well. 6 for 9. Five for seven from three, three for four from the line, 20 points, five assists. So that's going to be interesting for us. Uh, Jazz won't be in, but we can kind of sit and watch guys that have been in Jazz uniforms even this year out there playing. Man, I know that the Jazz <clears throat> Jazz fans out there are cheering against Minnesota because of draft picks. You know, they want to get Minnesota's pick uh, and have that be as good as possible. But I got to admit, I'm cheering for the T-Wolves. I want to see Rudy succeed. I was hoping that experiment of putting him with Carl Anthony Towns would succeed. And, uh, you know, Mike Conley, obviously, we watched him here. I hope nothing but good things for him. But it just has not – it's been such a clunky year for the T-Wolves. I mean, I hope it ultimately works out. But they may have to do some pretty dramatic changes. And they don't have a ton of resources left to do it. But Rudy, I – don't think it's a controversial opinion to say he definitely did not have uh, as good a year with the T-Wolves as he's had really ever. Well, not ever. That's not fair. But with the Jazz the last four or five. So I don't know how that's going to work going forward. But I got to admit, I do. I cheer for the T-Wolves. I wanted that to work. And one year, it's crazy to think what if you went on the market. Like Minnesota just wanted to sell them, fire sell them or whatever. I mean, you think about what he it's crazy what the Jazz ended up getting for him, what he'd probably go for a year later. But, um, yeah, I, I, I'm one of those that I just kind of sit back and watch and whatever happens, happens, because regardless of who you cheer for, that's what's going to happen anyway. I hate to spoil, it's spoil true. the ending for you. It's, uh, it's we true. we can't control that. <clears throat> but Minnesota will at least be in the play-in or will be in the play-in. So they'll have a chance to, to make a playoff run if they can pull it together and do so. <clears throat> However, at the moment, that's uh, – that's not what I'd bet on. But and then the just the other game, Clippers beat Portland one thirty six one twenty five. Who does Dallas? Let me uh, let me look this up real quick. Who they have tomorrow? They have the Spurs tomorrow, so it will truly be a tank off in that game. Dallas, by the way, um, I don't know if David talked about this during the broadcast. I, I don't think he did, but uh, they are now being investigated by the NBA. I heard that for the way that they uh, pulled all of their guys essentially last minute and decided to tank uh, before Dallas, uh, who did they lose? Or They lost to the Bulls last night, 115 to 112. And if you've seen the 
the shot of the game, potential game-tying shot from Dallas that didn't go in. They show a crowd shot of Mark Cuban, more or less, celebrating the miss shot. Got you. So they they wanted. Hey, the, we've heard that you know Jazz want no the Mavericks want to lose apparently. And Jason Kidd essentially admitted that after the game, and now there's there's an investigation. We don't have the time on this particular show to dive into how ridiculous that is to investigate tanking in today's day and age in the NBA. I don't see the purpose in that, considering what they just admitted to it. That's the reason they're being investigated. Well, there was actually a tweet this week that made me chuckle, and it's not. It was actually college basketball, but similar. Dick Vitale tweeted out that, "Hey, with all this movement, you know, this NIL, there may be some cheating going on." That's funny. There may be. There and may I, be. I just had to chuckle. Like, Dick, come on, you coached, you know, and, and the cheating has changed through the years, but um, you know, there, there's you start investigating tanking in the NBA, man. Those would be like big time Senate hearings. Yep. And honestly, it's it's just how things have gone for a long, long time too. Yeah. I mean it. There's incentive to lose with draft positioning. And the NBA has tried to combat it in a number of different ways. And it has been the the play-in tournament, I I feel like, has been a success. Most people will tell you. And that's eliminated some of it. But they they obviously can't get rid of all of it because the upside's too high. Yeah. Um, I think the Spurs and Mavericks in the NBA 2K, there's a mode where you have the mascots and five – Mascots donned in your uniform come out and play. I think tomorrow should be the day they break that game out. I would guess the Spurs win because Dallas are for real. For real, because Dallas will be actively trying to lose. They've certainly sent that message. And San Antonio already has guaranteed one of the uh, bottom three records in the league, so they might as well win. That's true. Because the lottery odds. Another thing that the NBA has done to curb tanking. This one hasn't really worked is even out the lottery odds at the bottom. So the bottom three teams get essentially the same. Yeah, which I think would be, I think there's a lot of things you can do, but I think what we all agree on, something probably should be, should probably rein this in just a little more. And I don't know if an investigation is going to do it. But we'll let you know. We'll keep you posted. All right, let's get a couple final thoughts, Coach Co. from, uh, from you on this particular game, and then we'll turn the page to tomorrow. It's just crazy how it was so much like the season. Um, you know, we started the broadcast tonight talking kind of historically about the season and the Jazz go out and um, almost parallel it. You know, they they're, they don't have, you know, in theory what other teams have. They start the season in, uh, against the Nuggets. They finish the season against the Nuggets here at home, uh, their home season, and they find a way to win uh, with a bunch of guys who, many of them not even on the team when the season started. So, uh, tons of credit. I think we've talked ad nauseum about all the good things, but uh, just in, a really impressive afternoon of basketball and a beautiful afternoon of basketball, and I'm excited for the spring. Big thanks to David Locke and Ron Boone for bringing you all the action tonight. They're probably, or this afternoon, they're, I'm guessing, already on the plane, taking off. So wish them safe travels. Thanks to our broadcast assistants tonight. Thanks to uh, Jamil Hawkins, executive producer of the Jazz Broadcast. Terrific work by Jamil, as usual. Thanks to Mark Miller Subaru, the title sponsor of the postgame show, and the My Subaru is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. MySubaruIs.com. 
And, of course, Coach Lacombe. Thank you, buddy. Let's do it again tomorrow, another afternoon, huh? Same time. I'll be right here. 118-114 to is your final. The Jazz beat the Nuggets up next. Jazz take on the Lakers tomorrow afternoon in L.A. Tip-off will be at 1.30. Pre-game begins at 12.30. You are listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.